Welcome to Scooby-Doo Legend of the Podcast, the podcast where we try to investigate the cinematic timeline of Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Ashton. And I'm your other host, Mariah. I'm your other, other host, Angie. So, welcome to Chapter 30. This week, we are talking about Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico. But, before we jump in, we have a few things to cover. First of all, obviously, you heard, we have Angie back! Yay! (laughs) You haven't been on since Episode 3. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) You've had a lot going on. (laughs) You know, a few things. (laughs) So, okay. Before we really jump into this, like I said, we have a few things to cover. First of all, unfortunately, this past week, Joe Ruby passed away. Um, If you guys know who that is, he, along with Ken Spears, was uh, co-creators of Scooby-Doo. So, I mean, if it wasn't for him and Ken Spears, we wouldn't be watching any of this. We wouldn't even have this podcast. So, Scooby-Doo is here in this universe because of him and part of him so it's very unfortunate news to hear that but um luckily he did get to live quite a long while so he was born in 1933 obviously helped create scooby-doo in uh, 1969 so um and luckily he had a very natural passing it was just of old age so nothing tragic so at least he got to be with family and go peacefully next we have some reviews actually so i'm going to read one i really appreciate you guys sending in reviews on apple Podcasts. really helps us out gives us some insight on what we're doing good and not good so this one is from the user hi so hello <laughs> hi. and the title for their review is theater nerd We have a theater nerd here. Love it. Hello. (laughs) So they gave us a five-star review. Thank you so much. They said, I love, love this podcast. It's so entertaining. And the host is so funny and knows a lot about Scooby-Doo. I would recommend this podcast to everybody. Short and sweet and simple. And I really appreciate it. So thank you for your kind words. Hopefully that means we're doing something right. So I think that's all I need to cover. I think we're good to jump in. Before we get into everything, mini review from you two. I have already said in the last episode, I don't like this one. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I didn't quite enjoy this one very much. And I had not high hopes, but I thought that the monster would be cool, like a chubacabra, so it was a little disappointing. I've, I've seen this before as a young child, and I remembered it quite differently. Because going back and rewatching it, I don't enjoy it. I really don't. Very confused at to if there was a plot at all. Yeah. It seemed kind of all over the place. Not a fan. Okay, time for a synopsis for this movie. It says the gang heads south of the border for some well earned rest and relaxation. But there's trouble in town of Veracruz where tourists are being frightened away by a terrifying creature. 
who is ten feet tall with huge green glowing eyes. When Scooby-Doo and the gang discover that their friend may have to sell his hotel because of the creature, things get even more mysterious. Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, and the gang must then tangle with everything from giant feathered serpents to ghoulish ghosts, and they race to solve this Mexican mystery before the creature of Veracruz can strike again. I like how they call it the creature of Veracruz and not the chupacabra. <laughs> Trying not to give it away. I, yeah, even I though it's on the cover. I mean, why? you don't even know what it is, though. Yeah, why... Why didn't they just call it the Monster of Air? Yeah! Like, that would have been... That would have fit perfectly. That would have yep. changed the whole setting yep. of this movie. But no. No, they had to go and ruin a perfectly good Mexican day. And with that, we'll jump into it. <laughs> yeah. I Like I said in the last one, this one kind of has like an A and B plot, and then the B plot starts taking over. And you're like, wait, I gotta finish the A plot. And then, literally, at the very end of the movie, Shaggy is like, remember that A plot? It's out there. And we're just like, yeah, whatever happened to that? And then they just, like, wrap it up in two minutes. And you're just like, okay, cool. After a little romp. So, I don't know. I've never been a fan of this one. And all of its inconsistencies and inaccuracies don't help it. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because we just came off of a really good one. Like, the whole plot and the whole scheme of everything in the last one was so well thought out. Everything made sense, for the most part. I mean, it is a cartoon. But, you yeah. know, how it all came out to be made sense. So this one, I don't Very disappointed in this one. But, nonetheless, it's here. Let's talk about it. Let's get it over with. Let's just get through this one. <laughs> Grin and bear it. Yep. Yeah, aren't you glad you came back for this? I know. I know, it's so great. <laughs> so we'll jump into Fred like usual. He honestly seems like the driving point of this movie because he's the one that has the pen pal and he even gets invited to Mexico. I love how like centric of the time period that this movie takes place in, because this one came out in 2003, and they were all emailing each other, and I feel like that's when, like, email was like, it's the new thing, use it! Yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> but it was interesting how at the beginning they were, like, talking to each other, but, like, they were emailing, but they were talking out loud so you knew what they were saying. It was a little confusing how it was being portrayed, like, how they were talking, because it seemed like they were video chatting, but then they were, like, typing, and you obviously saw them get emails from each other, but... I don't know, it was interesting how they talk to each other. So, yeah, Fred has a pen pal from Mexico. He gets invited to go to Mexico because the rainy season is finished, so it's getting nice there. And so Fred's, like, asking everybody, hey, should we go? Are you all up for it? Are your plans free? And everyone's on board, of course, except for Scooby and Shaggy until food. Food is important. <laughs> yeah, food is very important. After he's not good places. <laughs> This is a little bit further into it, and so we're talking about right now, like, because this is kind of like the transition from kids to teens, what aspects of their kids' selves are still kind of in them, and I kind of felt like this was a little bit of Fred ki Fred's kid self, but like, they get to Mexico, and they meet his friend, and they're like, okay, so they get into Mexico, they meet his friend, and, you know, his friend's like, okay, follow me, and... Fred just like, like, come on, gang, and leads them right into this building 
that they don't even know, like, is it his house, is it not? They just assumed. I was a little like, Fred, follow the man, not your <laughs> instinct sometimes. Then obviously Fred was like, oh, isn't this your house? It's like, no, like, come on, <laughs> this yeah, he way. Just, <laughs> he just assumes he knows what's going on <laughs> right when they get there. <laughs> I Okay, he also, like, was trying to learn Spanish, which I appreciate. He was trying and... Like, he had a translation book and everything. This is going to be a trend for Fred wherever they go. He, which, I applaud you, Fred, trying to learn all these languages. How about you don't do it right as you get there? Because yeah. <laughs> then he's just like, oh, I know what that means. And, or, I know how to say this. And then everybody's just laughing at him. And he's just like, what? <laughs> I do I do like how that was portrayed because I think that part is very accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to learn a new language and you're just like, I'm just going to go and submerse myself in it. <laughs> and then everybody's laughing at you because you've got it way wrong. But you're trying. The medicine man was at least nice and was just like, you're, you know, you're welcome. Even though I know you're not saying the right thing. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> the mystery machine. This is our second time seeing the mystery machine within a mystery. This is the first time it's being tampered with that we've seen, too. Because in the last oh, one, that's right. it was, they, like, drove it to where they needed, and then we never saw it again. Uh, yeah, but, like, it was, somebody painted on it, and then, obviously, the brake fluid was tampered with, all emptied out. Um, and Fred kind of was just like, oh, no! You know, he wasn't, like, super dramatic, but was, that was, like, his first instinct was, like, no! My van! <laughs> Which, we'll see later, like, oh my goodness, he has an existential crisis. <laughs> well, first, it blows up at one point, and of course, like, you cry at that, like, it's van, and then, obviously, he sells his van eventually, we'll see, and he can't, he just can't live without this van. We don't know why yet, because he has, we, we haven't, still haven't met his parents, so we don't know his home life stuff, but we will learn, like, he just... He needs something to grasp, and that's... The mystery machine and the gang art is the one thing to grasp. So eventually, they're, like, trying to find Daphne. She gets kidnapped at one point, and she's at the top of this pyramid, all tied up and everything, and Fred's just like, Daphne, stay there! We'll be up there! Which, I mean, is considerate, but I was just a little like, I mean, she can make a little effort downwards, so then it's not... Up, down. But I appreciate you taking care of her, Fred. Saying, stay there, we'll be there. Yeah, my thought was maybe he was just worried about her coming down by herself and possibly falling. She also but, didn't know where she was, you yeah, know. Yeah, but at the same time, they all had to come back down. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it was kind of weird. And I also feel like they all needed to climb the pyramid. Yeah. Which, <laughs> you know. Why are you on the pyramid in the first place? Right, I feel like that's more a picture. Why are we up there? Why why are we vandalizing things we shouldn't be? <laughs> it was all over the place. Especially yeah, that, that second when they got to the museum and the, the pyramids, that whole like 20 minutes was like a blur. I'm like, what even was happening? It was so hard to follow. Yeah, I told you guys. I was like, okay, here's where that random B-plot comes into place. Forget about that A-plot for a while. I feel like most of the B-plot was just like 
a right. montage of like three different romps. Yes. Uh -huh. Like just in one. Pretty much. Nothing, no one really spoke. There wasn't a line. It just, oh, we're just going to run around and be chased by monsters with music. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're going to end back up where we started. Mm -hmm. How was it connected? Yeah, it I... just wasn't. <laughs> yeah. That's how it wasn't. <laughs> just... Okay, I only have two other things for Fred. One thing, they're eventually like in this. Do they go into a pyramid? And that's where they find the dead skeletons. Yeah, they were like in the, what are they called? Tombs? 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 Yeah. Gosh. Velma's catacombs. I'm... Catacombs. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Fred, again, this is kind of where I feel like a little of his kid's side comes out. He's like, don't worry, everything here is dead. And like, Yeah, he was completely okay. unbothered by the dead <laughs> ancient skeletons he was just like yeah it's fine nothing nothing to worry about he was probably just relieved after the scorpions or rats but even then that would creep me out <laughs> almost more dare i say yeah the rats then. and the scorpions ate them Ugh. like they're feeding on the bones Ew, stop <laughs> <laughs> it's just gross <laughs> that is so then why do they put the clothes on from the skeletons? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they have this great idea. Oh, because all the tourists are after us because, which we've got to mention, a random robotic <laughs> bird somehow convinces these tourists that they're, that they're here to destroy the relics or whatever. And so they're like, oh, we can disguise ourselves by this ancient historic clothing and masks. Good idea. I... I have so many questions within just that little part alone. Like, the whole thing started because there was a random statue that wasn't there before, which, I, okay, my first thought was, were we supposed to notice there wasn't a statue? Because I feel like you're in a completely new place that we haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. You know? Because it wasn't like they were walking down from the pyramid. They go up to a new pyramid. Anyway, and then the pyramid just, or the pyramid, the statue just, like, breaks down, and that's when it was like, oh, cage over them, they're in trouble. And I was just like... <laughs> yeah, it really oh, didn't make any sense. But the other tourists not realize that, like, they're just standing there in the little, <laughs> between all of the pyramids. The statue wasn't there, and then all of a sudden it was. The tourists didn't go anywhere, yeah. they're still there. How did you not see somebody come and place a new statue that would fall apart mm -hmm. the second you look at it? And they had to have somehow rigged that cage to come up, too. Yeah, like, from the ground, <laughs> yeah, stand in like, the right place. It really was Like, what if confusing. some of them, because they were in a group, like, what if a few of them were out? You know, it's like, oh, okay, peace, we'll go figure something out, like... Yeah. We'll go get someone to help. But... Do they have multiple cages? And yeah. they only had to trigger the one because everybody just so happened to be in that tiny little square? <laughs> well, I love that, like, no other tourists were around that specific area. Because it's like, what if other tourists had been around? Would you have still been like, chase them? Or would you have just been like, chase those ones, ignore that one? Like, how would have that played out? Yeah. <laughs> it was also just weird that they were listening to this random... Robotic. Like, no one's questioning, oh, this bird is talking to us. And it was, I mean, it was clearly animatronic, but they were just like, oh, yeah, let's listen to that. In, in what, what did the guy say? The worst Spanish accent he's ever heard. Yeah, it was honestly cringeworthy. It was insulting. Even for, <laughs> even for a cartoon, it was... I, yeah. Which, but, it, okay, that part a little makes sense because of who made it. Okay, I will give you yeah, that. I guess that does make but sense. But still... It's... 
I just didn't see the point of it. There wasn't one. Yeah. There wasn't. Okay, no. I seriously feel like this movie, they had an episode, like a 20-minute episode worth of story. And they were like, oh, it's a movie. And they were like, fluff about 50 more minutes, okay? And so they were just like, animatronics, animals, monsters, montages. Boom. That's our movie. (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant. (laughs) Uh, There's a... There's going to be a movie later, way later. It's called Mask of the Blue Falcon. They go to like a Comic-Con. And there's this director who's showing the new angsty Blue Falcon movie trailer there. And she's supposed to be like Michael Bay-esque director. And so one of her lines is, um, I asked the studio, instead of a story, can I just blow things up? And they said yes. And... I mean, not that stuff sat and blew up in this movie, but that's how I felt with this movie. They were just like, can I do montages and not a story? And they said yes. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> Whatever gets people to watch and buy. Yeah. Like, that's literally all we want. We want people to watch it. Yeah, just get us money. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it works. I have two copies of this movie. Not on purpose. I had the VHS, and then obviously DVD took over. So, anyway, that's all I have for Fred. If anybody else has anything else. Um, I put that he's the one that finds out that the medallion that one guy is wearing is a tracking device. Oh, true. And he was like, let's see if it works the other way. And that leads to catching the criminal. (laughs) I have another question about that. How do you not notice a button? A big red button on the back of the medallion that you've been wearing for the last two-thirds of the movie. Well, also, as soon as um, Charlene gave him that, I didn't trust her. There's something weird about that. Mm. I just had a feeling. I didn't like her character at all. No. We'll get into her eventually, but yeah. her and then who she ended up being, it's, it's another one of those. We've had three of these in a row of a mask of, an, of a mask. Yeah, it's like multiple unmaskings. Anyway, I didn't like her characters. No, nothing against the voice actress, just her characters. I don't do. She was not written well. No, neither of them. No, no. The villain (laughs) was not written well. Are we good to go to Daphne? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My first note for her. What the heck is Ricky's Corner? (laughs) Yeah. Website. And she had like a poster. (laughs) Yeah, she had a Ricky poster. Who the heck is Ricky? We never see him again. Never hear mention. Just some boy crush i guess uh, yeah I don't know. it seemed like model that. like i'm confused considering that the first we see him it's a moving wallpaper <laughs> where he's like dancing makes no sense to me yeah yeah and she's like stroking her computer like it was weird it was it was a little uncomfortable yeah, it was <laughs> but you know and then i think it's funny because the, like the next thing that pops up on your screen is a email from friends she's just like oh yeah fred like you exist and later in the movie she references that there's no such thing as a perfect boyfriend oh yeah big oof like, to fred oof, <laughs> oof. <laughs> ouch okay i will give her credit though she's getting resourceful she instead of using her mud masks she uses it as a like cast for one of the footprints of the monster mm-hmm. so i was like okay okay good job you're doing something here um also okay okay tell me if you felt this way because in the last movie we had like 
Daphne being very supportive of Velma, you know, was like, no, you be the lead singer. I'll be like backup keyboards and whatever, you know, didn't care about being in the spotlight and whatever. And now this one, I didn't feel like she was very like, no, I need to be in the spotlight and whatever. But I just felt like it started to reverse and she was like, I'll be the reporter and whatever. Like, I don't, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't seem mean, but it just seemed to reverse. Like we were making progress and now it just backtracked. Yeah, I wrote that down actually, that she volunteers herself to host the whatever. That was also confusing though. What was that? What was the point of that? (laughs) They randomly decided to start shooting. First of all, it's Velma's camcorder and they decided to just start shooting as if she's like reporting news. That made no sense. But yeah, she was, Velma mentioned we should, that they should record and she was like, oh, I'll be the host. And I'm like, it wasn't like sassy. It was like, okay, if she wants to be the host, that's Mm -hmm. fine. On a whole other note, what was that? What was the point? They never talked about it again. They never did it again in another place? I mean, I guess they looked back at the recording at the yeah. end, which helped them, I guess. But it was still weird. <laughs> Teenager crap that they decided to yeah, do? Yeah, pretty Maybe. much. That's probably like the best. Teenagers the best are weird. Play. Like, <laughs> they have a camcorder. Yeah. Oh, hey, let's pretend that we're news anchors. <laughs> let's... <laughs> This will be our ticket to fame. <laughs> I love how everybody just like went along with it too. There, they were just like, they were doing their own thing. Oh yeah, blah blah blah. Oh, and this. Like, okay, the kids were into it. Yeah, yeah. it was very weird. Oh, okay. So within that like recording thing that they were doing, um, she she's saying like, is it as elusive as this and this, um. But she references the Loch Ness Monster, um, which is funny because, um, I mean, next we're going into our new series, but the next movie that we do is actually Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster. So, leading into that. Nice. Okay, also, Daphne, appreciates you being very welcoming and accepting, but she was, well, she did this last time, too. She got on some random dude's waterbed in a trailer. Yeah. She's like, oh, a waterbed. Let's yeah. lay on it. <laughs> Weird. And now this time she was like, oh, a random dude in the forest in a tent calling us over. Let's go. <laughs> I was a little like, you should be, you should stay out of the tent and be like, hi, who are you? I, I just want to go in his tent. Yeah, they were very in trusting. In the middle of the forest. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> weird too. She was just like, oh, let's go. <laughs> Daphne. Daphne is very up and down this movie. Um, she eventually doesn't trust Fred's navigating when they're trying to get out of the forest. She's like, oh, well, we're done for. Yeah, and of course Fred's always overconfident in his directions. Yeah. But... Which, you know, go Fred. I, you gotta try. Also, da- Daphne says, the, like, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Um, this is gonna be her thing for a little bit at least in the movies um at least once once like shaggy and scooby kind of get lost doing whatever she'll do a little scooby do where are you so now she starts it she got kidnapped like we said just that whole part I, yeah yeah she okay i thought she was going to be well okay 
I thought she was going to be sacrificed, and the gang was just like, oh, she was kidnapped. And I'm like, she, the lady was just talking about, like, ripping your beating heart out. And was like, a volunteer, please? Like. Yeah, that, I mean, the first time you see her face, she just looks fake. She just is not, she's like, hey, welcome, come to this super. She kept saying super at the end of every sentence. Like, want to come to this little um, showing super? And then she makes them go, pretty much. And, yeah, after she's talking about their crazy rituals of ripping out living hearts, she's like, I need a volunteer now. (laughs) How about you, Daphne? And she's like, uh, Freddy? Because she's kind of scared. I want to know who all those guards were, too. Did yeah, they hire they were, them? They were, like, circling around yeah. the podium area. That was weird. And then Daphne reference, or like says later that there was only one guard with the lady that, like, tied her up and put her up on the pyramid. Maybe they hired all of them as actors, and once the little yeah. disappearing act was over, they're like, okay, bye. Yeah. And then took the one that were like, eh, you can know the scheme. Come yeah. on. <laughs> you can know the secret. <laughs> Let's go. We'll pay you extra for this. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. But this lady, which, okay, spoilers, whatever. You have to have watched Ish. this movie for listening. Yeah. Um, this, the lady, okay. This lady is a museum, guys. She doesn't have a name. Plot twist, she's really Charlene. Boom. Okay. So, she's dating Luis. Yeah, she's his fiance. Fiance, while dating Mr. Smiley. Does she also have a third relationship with one of the guards? I mean, she could. <laughs> That's where I immediately went to. Well, she admitted she was using Luis for yeah. his money. Gonna but marry him, really get the loved. money, dump him somewhere. Probably he will have mysteriously disappeared. Yeah. And then she goes back to the first dude, Mr. Smiley, with all the money mm-hmm. and the land and is like, ha. Yeah, that was how she hoped her plan would have gone. Yeah. Did not go. So she promised this guard, like, part of the money? It's like, mm-hmm. hey, if you come with me and do this, I'll dump the other two guys. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but like I feel like, like the these two guys, Mister Smiley and Luis, were like her money guys, and this guard was like her body guy, (laughs) like (laughs) one for each mood. It's true, you got a gold digger, but then, you know, if you don't like either of them that way, you know, (laughs) need a third. Am I not wrong? (laughs) Again, it was all over the place. And this is a children's movie. Yeah. (laughs) Is it, though? (laughs) Nothing truly ever is. (laughs) My last note for Daphne is she says that we can't rule out Supernatural, which is kind of nice i mean we kind of saw this in the last movie but it's kind of nice because all throughout a pup named scooby-doo she was the one that was very like ghosts and this aren't real and so it's kind of nice to seeing her transition into well maybe we need to consider it so yeah because they knew that the the bird was animatronic but the other animal creature (laughs) people things were very much looked real which was kind of weird Okay, am I the only one that's confused with the tigers? They look like they were paintings. 
Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it just comes out. Well, and at one point, <laughs> didn't they... They licked Fred and yeah, and then attacked they attacked the bird. the bird. Yeah, which is like, aren't they working for the bird? Weren't they? Part yeah, of true. The that really confused me. That whole sequence, the giant like stone dude against the dragon, but the dragon was the one that decided to fly off with Daphne and Velma and do to take him to who knows where, and then all of a sudden it's like causes the stone dude to like hit himself on the head. He breaks. <laughs> And then the dragon, like, runs into a wall? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? I also... Okay, did anybody else notice, like, the whole... So there was the statue that randomly appeared that breaks, and that's what causes this whole thing. But then, like, to start the music montage, I felt like it was the same statue Mm -hmm. that flaps his wings and, like, blows them away. And I'm like... We never saw him again. No. But, like, is it... Was that, like, the... Well, no, it couldn't have been the real statue because it moved. I. But the one we just saw broke. I. But there was also that one in the woods. Yeah, that's true. It was a different color, but, like, it was... It was still the same yeah, feathered the same serpent. Kind of... I... <laughs> yeah, I really just... We have questions. <laughs> That aren't going to be answered, probably. We're half half hour into this, and I'm more confused. Already over this. <laughs> Aggressively flips paper. Really, I'm done. Speed rounds <laughs> through the rest of them. Well, luckily, my characters get shorter and shorter. <laughs> no, does I go? Dude, I think I have one thing for Scooby. So, oh, literally, <laughs> same. Me too. Like, <laughs> I was done. Literally. Five minutes in, I saw it. The animation i was like hey animation's good the rest of it's crap i'm done bye see ya i literally i'm like this movie should have been fred and the monster of mexico <laughs> not scooby-doo scooby did nothing anyway velma we're on velma um we see her very first looking into laser eye surgery i thought that was funny i kind of like that yeah (laughs) she's tired of losing her glasses and not being able to see so she didn't lose them in this movie she used them as a resource yeah Mm -hmm. that was really nice little side note there yeah (laughs) she she kind of bucked me in this movie and it's not her fault specifically it's the writer's fault because of all the inaccuracies and i'm like yeah i know i Velma, you shut up. Yeah, she kept. You're ruining like, children's minds. <laughs> she kept being like, "Oh, this is based off of this," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, so she explains to Shaggy and Scooby what the Day of the Dead is, just like any white person would. It's like Halloween. Yeah, I was like, no. I'm like, no. Um, please leave. <laughs> get out. That that's that's. I can't explain how wrong. Yeah. That is. No. The Day of the Dead is nothing like Halloween. It's a day to honor the ancestors. Halloween is the day you dress up and go around and get candy. No. Period. (laughs) End of discussion. (laughs) And there's not much... Yeah. I don't even... Yeah. (laughs) This... Okay. This remind me of like... This is like... The Scooby-Doo's version of Mulan. <laughs> like, that's how oh I goodness. see this movie. Honestly, probably, yeah. Yes. I see that for sure. Yes. This is the most inaccurate, 
highly disregarded Scooby-Doo movie I feel like out there. Maybe maybe not the most like disliked necessarily. I mean, majority at least from what I know don't like this one very much. But just like in context of historical accuracies and cultural accuracies, yeah, this lines up with Mulan, I feel like, for Scooby-Doo. Anyway, she still has her camera from the last movie. Yeah, and also a camcorder. Mm-hmm. So she's upgrading to film. <laughs> I wrote down, because she was like, um, once they were like, yeah, there's a monster, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, yeah, that monster. I've heard about him. He's blah, 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 blah. And I wrote down, Velma, did you research the monster yourself? Or are you just hearing these from other people? Because that is not the Jupacabra. But thank you. Yeah, she kept being like, oh, I've heard of that. Oh, I've read about that. And it was honestly, again, like probably the writers, but it was really obnoxious the way she was like, oh, I've heard of that. And then she like goes on her little <laughs> spiel and I'm like, Velma, shut up. Do you know what it looks like? No. Oh, okay. But okay. it was like with other things too that I was just like, um, it was just kind of annoying. It was kind of like that character in Polar Express, that one kid who was like, well, <laughs> yeah. know it all. <laughs> feel like it. That's what it's actually oh, supposed to look like. Creepy. Yeah. It's supposed to eat goats. <laughs> they at least got that somewhat right in a little snippet. It was like a two second thing. What does he do? He eats goats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he doesn't look like a giant purple and red ape. That's not what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, they even said like he had a monkey face. No. Oh. Well, I want to say it was Fred. Someone specifically said, or no, it was Velma too. Or was it? Okay. Anyway, someone specifically says, like, basically it's Mexico's version of Bigfoot. And I'm like, stop. Yeah, Velma said that. Okay, it was Velma. Uh, my only other notes for her. Uh, this is one a first uh, that, uh, like, Velma, Fred, and Daphne actually see the monster before Scooby and Shaggy. Because oh. they had just, like, seen his eyes or heard him, but they hadn't, hadn't seen him yet. So the rest of the gang actually saw the monster first before Scooby and Shaggy. When's the first time Scooby and Shaggy see the monster? The very, very end? When yeah. Shaggy walks out and is like, plot A! <laughs> and it's like, yeah. up there and you're like, how do you know? You haven't seen it. Yeah, you're right. Because they weren't in the montage when they were being chased around the town. No. No. Because they were stuck in the <laughs> car with no brakes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, they don't. Shaggy literally is like, hey, that plot, eh? I never saw it's right there. <laughs> now I have more questions. <laughs> oh, dear. This just gets better and better. Oh, my. <laughs> my last note for Velma is that she has binoc binoculars and she pulls them out of nowhere. I guess she's just very, very observant. Like, any little thing that changed is like, this wasn't here before. Yeah. Did you notice that? Hey, look over there. And you're like, how do you see these things? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you like this? And she noticed, like, on uh, the footprint thing that uh, Daphne had made, the little cast, no, it wasn't little, um, that, like, there was some sort of crumbs or something within it. We never go back to that. No, we never do. But she was just like, hey, look at that. I don't okay. know what it is. Yeah. yeah, It's not dirt, but I don't know. Yeah, oh my gosh. I was waiting for that, and then I kind of forgot about it throughout. Because there's so cool. many other my, things. Okay, my only explanation for that is it was like 
which it doesn't even make sense in my head, but I'm just trying to make sense of it. Some sort of like coffee bean remnants. Oh, maybe that that's my only that explanation. That would make sense, even though. Oh yeah, that would be the best explanation, I guess. Or they something to put from the cafe. <laughs> they forgot to add that little explanation. They forgot a lot of us. They, they were busy with the weird animatronic bird. Okay? <laughs> they, they couldn't go back to the true plot and, you know, clues. They got a little distracted. <laughs> That's all I have for Velma. Anybody have anything else? Um, I just put that she kind of calls out Shaggy and Scooby for being scared and wanting to leave, as they usually do. But mm. she's like, we can't just leave. And then when Daphne is kidnapped they want to run away and she doesn't let them she's like no we have to find daphne like we can't just leave her <laughs> and then she also she has the scooby snacks that she bribes them with oh really I and didn't... then daphne chimes in and she's like would you do it for two scooby snacks because mm. they refuse velma's offer of one so they're kind of working together <laughs> on the scooby snacks but she had them first they're haggling yeah, pretty what much. Did you two learn Okay, Shaggy. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot for Shaggy or Scooby, so they're kind of one and the same. Shaggy has a passport picture with Scooby. Yeah, that was kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I took this the wrong way, and then I kind of thought about it, and I kind of disregard my comment now. But like, I I don't want to say it took offense, but I was just a little bit like. Oof white privileged american shaggy <laughs> he was like when they get to mexico and was like oh this is it it's kind of small i was like well sometimes shaggy <laughs> well and also they hadn't even seen any of it he just like didn't even even the guy they haven't seen the guy yet yeah, yeah he was just like oh it's small and then like well that's the hotel it's hidden behind all the trees and like yeah <laughs> i don't know this whole movie <laughs> yeah this whole movie is um he mistakes fred for the monster at one point when they're like he opens the door ah it's here oh yeah that was kind of funny because they hear about the the legend of the chupacabra and everything and they all have to they all get their own separate little rooms to sleep in and so shaggy and scooby of course are sharing a room and they're they have like a bunch of furniture up against the door and they're like hiding under their beds and they're holding these quote-unquote weapons they're not really the best weapons <laughs> but they're like and it's funny because they're clearly scared and they're trying to act brave i mean it was just funny because he's like yeah that's that's silly scooby let's just go to bed let's just not worry mm-hmm. about it but like they were preparing for the worst which i thought was kind of funny <laughs> what did scooby even have it looked like a weird like what's it called I don't know. It looked like tools to a fireplace. Yeah. Like yeah. like one that like you you poke the coals with to like mm-hmm. make it the move out of the way to get whatever that is. Yeah. That's and then what it the other like. one it looked like a giant like tongs yeah. for the fire, like what yeah. you would use to like put the log in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you poke the coals put the log in. Like it just, they looked like fireplace tools to me. Yeah. But I don't I I don't know what they are. So when I was young and watched this younger and watched this movie, I always thought in this movie, Scooby had, like, a dentist, like, thing to pull out teeth. Oh I always goodness. thought it was that. It looks just like it. <laughs> but just big. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shaggy and Scooby get volunteered to watch over the van, which they end up falling asleep. 
this is the second time they have been the ones chosen to basically stay up and watch and well yeah i thought they were supposed to search the east side while fred and them searched the west and they just decided instead of searching the whole east they just searched the mystery machine because <laughs> it was in the east part and they just kind of like basically said screw you to the gang it was like we're just gonna hide that's why you don't leave them alone yeah <laughs> eventually you know mischief happens mm -hmm. um yeah so then he tries to tr uh drive the van this is the first time we're seeing him try to drive the van uh, but you know the brake fluid it's gone and so the brakes won't work so they're just driving around town okay i had to note though because they were like going through stoplights because they couldn't stop and whatever and usually i feel like you always see at least in scooby-doo when this stuff happens cars were like swerving honking breaking you know there was actually a crash that happened in this one and i was like oh i've never noticed that an actual crash happened because they couldn't put on the brakes and i mean obviously they couldn't they couldn't stop so they couldn't be like are you okay but i was like hopefully they're okay <laughs> i don't remember this part but i wrote it down so i guess at one point shaggy hides in a pot and i guess i put that down I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I put that down. <laughs> I did a pot. pot. Yeah, that's very important. <laughs> it's very shaggy. <laughs> he also hops on these, like, museum scooter things. No oh. one was at the museum that we saw, and I was just a little bit like... It's like F Fred's thing in the last movie of, oh, yeah, we'll pose as a band. He was just almost like, cool scooters, let's hop on them. I was like... You're supposed to be touching those dude also they didn't look at look like scooters at first sight so like, yeah how do they even mm -hmm. know that they just were like oh let's <laughs> get on this creature and <laughs> yeah that thing could have been alive too we wouldn't yeah all we knew <laughs> she you kind of said this he is just cool with leaving daphne as long as they can get yeah. out of danger She's just like, okay, well, peace out, Daphne. Sorry you couldn't make it. You got kidnapped. Boo-hoo, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be in danger anymore, so... It's your own fault for volunteering as tribute. Right. Great friend. <laughs> True friend. Um, my other only other note for him is he notes that uh, he has made a career out of being a coward and... I mean, I know that was just mainly for gags, but it kind of implies that they're being paid somewhat for their mystery solving. I mean, because they wouldn't be scared if they're not solving mysteries. I don't know. I just never heard them, besides the 25 cents a day that we heard them earlier, haven't heard them like talk about how they're making money. But yet they're going to Australia and Mexico. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. He kind of was like, it's my career, being a coward. Whether it was a joke or not, it was just something interesting. Yeah. That he used the word career. That's all I have for Shaggy. Anything else? Well, yeah, because you told me that he's a vegetarian at this point. It's oh, unspoken, yes. but it, I, like, that's because of the voice actor. But we see him... Okay, well, the first thing we see him eat is a pizza, but it's just a sauce, mm -hmm. which was also kind of weird because, like, if you're a vegetarian, you can still eat cheese because if you were <laughs> vegan, you couldn't, but because he... Anyways, that's not what the note was. The note was <laughs> when they're in Mexico, they eat this giant 
stacking tacos and it had taco meat in the taco and Andrew said it could have been like beans well that's because later on in the thing when they say oh we should get to bed for a hard working day the next day or whatever he goes yes for eating chocolate bean tacos oh okay I'm like okay bean ta- chocolate bean taco is that, is that vegan I don't know <laughs> I'm not weird. vegan it was weird because like it it looked just it just looked like I don't know, like taco meat. So it was like, <laughs> wait. But that could be an explanation. Yeah. I guess we just won't really know for sure. <laughs> it's a mystery. They never say it. <laughs> so yeah, I forgot to note this in the last episode. Um, this is when Casey Kasem returns. So after a pup named Scooby Doo, he kind of took a break, and then they had um, the four original movies. So they're called So Zombie Island through Cyber Chase. And Casey Kasem started to become a vegetarian, so he he wanted Shaggy to also become a vegetarian to kind of help educate kids about it, um, but they kind of denied his request, so he said, fine, I'm not going to voice the character anymore. And then for these movies, like I stated, these are kind of reunion movies, and this is the last time that the original cast, voice cast of Scooby-Doo, has ever did a Scooby-Doo project together. Um, but they were able to convince Casey Kasem to come, and so they altered Shaggy's character. And so from now on until pretty much our first timeline shift, uh, he will be a vegetarian. But again, it's never said, it's just, you watch. Although I still think it's a dicey decision in this film, because it looked like... (laughs) Like maybe no maybe the animators didn't know and they were like, oh, <laughs> whoops. I guess I'm just not fully convinced. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I yeah I have like two things for Scooby three maybe. I I got one thing. He fell in love with the Chihuahua. Yeah, that, that's the only thing yeah. I got for Scooby. That's exactly what I put. He was smitten with her. Just yep. Like... <laughs> he saves a spare tire that rolls down and. He, like, gets into a lot of mischief while trying to get it, and Fred doesn't, like, even know, and is just like, thanks, Scooby. Um, yeah, I also put that he likes this little dog. Also, I put with a question mark, does he like coffee? Because at one point they were like, ooh, coffee, something or other, and he's like, mmm. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of seemed like he wanted some. With I kind of said this was Shaggy, but he has a passport picture. Yeah, that's all I have for Scooby. That's all I got. Okay. It's needed to be Fred and the Monster of Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. The last thing I put, which includes him and the little dog, is they both sniffed out the culprit together. Yeah, true. They sniffed him out. It was... Once the... I believe once the tracking device was set off. Yeah. And they were like, oh, there's someone over there. It's because they could hear it making a noise. And yeah, it was kind of a Wizard of Oz-esque... Yeah, behind the curtain. Yeah. (laughs) Pay no mind to the person behind the curtain. (laughs) So that's all of the gang. Now we have a handful of side characters. Um, Jorge is who we see very first in this... Well, who really sees the monster very first, encounters the monster first in this movie. We have a cold open again, and he's this little kid we learn who is Alejo's son. And he's chasing after the little dog that Scooby 
uh, likes, and because it's Jorge's dog. And her name Chiquita? Was that her name? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. And, yeah, so the dog kind of, like, hears a noise, runs off, and then Jorge runs after the dog, and then they run into the monster, you know, and then obviously a chaotic mess ensues in the city. Anyway. Uh, we were... That's literally all I had for him, is he sees the monster first, otherwise he well, was just him. there. That's all he did. I mean, really he was in the him. video thing, I thought, unless that was a completely different kid. Well, we saw we saw him, like, with the family, mm-hmm. but, like, that was his main role, was yeah. for the opening. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alejo is who uh, Fred's pen pal is. They have not met in person until now, and he invites him over. Did he say, like, oh, I sent that email before the Jupacabra came? His story or... was that he sent the email asking him to come over, like, inviting him, and then, like, he sent a second one saying, apparently, by the way, there's these weird oh. things happening, but you must have left before you got it. And I'm like, that's kind of weird, but, like, I, I guess it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> okay, I actually wanted to do a little fact check because... Right now, we're assuming they live in Ohio. I wonder... Because they drove. So, how how far did they drive? Well, they stopped on all those touristy (laughs) (laughs) attractions on the way, just taking their sweet, sweet time. So, from Ohio to Mexico, this is rough, because obviously we don't know exactly where there are and all this, but... So, just straight through is is a 30-hour drive. It's 1,934 miles. That's so. like... How far into Mexico is Veracruz? Veracruz? Veracruz. That's yeah, where they said they were. Okay, so from Ohio to that specific town, city, is 35 hours, 2,136 miles. It's a little further down. Yeah, it's more in the like tail of Mexico. It's a solid drive. Yeah, <laughs> took at least a day. So we learn... Alejo and his family, like, they own this hotel. Do they own the cafe that Charlene works at, or...? So, it said that Luis was the manager. I'm not sure oh. if they own it or not. Okay. I, I would think that they own yeah. it. It would be, like, part of the hotel. Yeah. And it's like, he's just in charge of that. Yeah, I'd assume. Yeah, and then, like, she cooks all the food and mm-hmm. makes the coffee and... But they don't ever say. Yeah. You just have to assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot you have to assume in this yeah. movie. <laughs> My only other note for Alejo is that when Daphne was like, like, basically, we can't rule out Supernatural, him and his brother were like, oh, what? Supernatural? Like, okay. It's like, you, you just saw the Chupacabra, and then you're <laughs> like, get the Supernaturals. <laughs> yeah. Not real. <laughs> Um, anybody have anything else for him? Because I didn't have a lot. He was, they felt like just tag-alongs. Like, they didn't yeah. do anything. Like, they couldn't just let these Americans wander <laughs> yeah. around their city alone, so they went with them. To translate? Like... <laughs> but everyone that they spoke to... Could speak English. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't like they were trying. Mm-hmm. It was... Every here, it's like they were all speaking Spanglish. Because yeah. every now and again, they throw in like, muy importante. And then that was it, and it'd be all English again. Yeah. We had Sophia, who is the wife of Vallejo. Um, she seemed to be like the primary caregiver of 
Alejo's mother, which, okay, fun little tidbit. She seemed very, very welcoming too, and I almost felt like she was a red herring for a bit, like, oh, you want to like her, but are you supposed to not? But then it ended up, she was just a very nice person, so that's all I had for her. Same. She was just there again. At Luis is Alejo's brother. He's, I wouldn't say like as scared as Shaggy and Scooby, but very more in that realm of, oh, we better be careful and kind of believes in myths and luck and all this. Um, he claims that he like got attacked by the monster at one point yeah. when they're in the woods. Yeah, he fakes that he got hit by it because he was afraid to go investigate with his brother. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, and eventually Daphne like gets ice for him because he claims like he hit his head or whatever and he kind of it's right here i got it I'm like okay yeah because he's like i have a bump on my head and she's like oh where is it let me help you and he's like oh i'll figure it out yeah because he hadn't there was nothing <laughs> he also claims that he's the firstborn son when they were like trying to please their dad that's not their dad that was another thing in this movie the ghost that ended up being a skeleton that ended up being Mr. Oh, Smiley. yeah. He was trying to have him give him a, a sign of where Charlene was because she was missing. Yeah, they get back and find out that Charlene had, is missing. And... Supposedly missing, yeah. I should say. <laughs> That's all I had for him. I just had Luis. He was... Mexican, and then Charlene, his fiance, was like Western American, <laughs> mm-hmm. like very stereotypical to the point yeah. it was hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So Charlene's my next person. She made me mad. Her line of like something about, "Oh yeah, y'all speaking Mexican? Oops, I mean Spanish." Yeah. I just Get out. Mm-hmm. I just have no words. <laughs> Didn't like her from the very beginning. Yeah. But, like, kudos to the voice actor. She sounded exactly like Dolly Parton, so... Yeah. Fit the character. <laughs> yeah. No shade, though, to Dolly Parton. No, no, no. Dolly it was Parton. Just, She's cool. Yeah, it was just, like, the stereotypical Western American lady, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know... Yeah. <laughs> fits. It fit. The whole movie is stereotyping. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so is... Danya, is that how you say her name? Was that Alejo's mother? I was getting confused with the names. Uh, I don't know. I'll I missed that. her first name. Okay. I know that they just called her like Senorita yeah. Oterio. I think mm-hmm. that was their last name. Yeah. I don't know. That I said that very gringo. My gosh. <laughs> 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 so I'm not I didn't hear her first name they were doing the introductions. Yeah, she's just she's just kinda there and is like the grandmother that's like uh oh you know, like she doesn't say much, but then when she says something, you're kind of like, Oh, grandma like because there was like this guy being a creeper and she's all, Oh yeah, him. How do you say it in uh English? Um um jerk <laughs> And they were just like, oh, okay. And and then, like, when they get back, she's all like, like, okay, we have, you know, like, everybody's like, we have to be calm, but Charlene, 
you know, got taken, and she's like, don't be calm, Charlene's gone! Like, I don't know, I think she's my favorite of all the side characters. She was funny. After they found Charlene, she's like, I never liked her. Yeah, she's like, good riddance. Glad she's going to jail. (laughs) Get her out. (laughs) Gotta love them grandmas. For for sure. Okay, then I actually mixed these characters, because, again, I was mixing these names. We had a Senor Fuente. Yeah, Diego Fuente. So at first, I, because I didn't catch his name at the beginning, I thought he was like the medicine man in the woods, but he was the one that was like creeping on him, following him everywhere, and you know the whole time they were like get away from him and like anyway yeah he he was just trying to follow him to warn him, tell him what was going on. He like had overheard something and knew everything. Somehow. Oh yeah, because he wanted to buy the land from them, but mm-hmm. they kept seeing him, so they thought he had something to do with the things that were going on. Yeah. Red herring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Pretty much. There we go. (laughs) Then we had the museum guy. Guy. (laughs) We had the museum guide. Uh, That's literally her name. She'd never got an actual name. Yeah. That's fine. (laughs) Because she was Charlene dressed up as a museum guide. So, you know. And she was creepy. Super. Like her smile was... Even through the cartoon, you could tell it was yeah. like a, just this permanent fake smile, and it was like, I don't trust her. And the tone, of course, she kept saying, super. <laughs> Follow these green arrows to your VIP front seats. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Super. <laughs> she reminds me, kind of, kind of, just because she kept saying super. The character from 13 Ghosts, I must say. Oh my goodness, yeah. She just, that was just like her line she'd say to try yeah. and keep you off the scent of what she really was trying to do. She came out of nowhere. She was just like, come, follow me to the darkness. Like, And then she was just like, yep, so I took your friend. She's like saying this in an overhead somewhere. And she's like, after Daphne disappeared, she's like, yeah, she's gone. I warned you. Okay, follow these er- exits to your VIP exit. Bye. Like, Yeah, well, that was kind of like subtle. The I warned you, but it was like, oh. So that just kind of solidified what just happened yeah. wasn't yeah. good. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like her. I, th- I yeah. Charlene in general. <laughs> then we had, oh gosh, how do you even say his name? Correct. The medicine man guy. How do you say his name? I didn't catch his name. Oh. He had a name. <laughs> yeah, Corinne J. I missed that completely. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he was this guy in the woods, and he, like he considers himself a medicine man. He Kind of like called to the gang, was like, "Hey, come here! I have answers for you." And again, they just went so willingly. And I mean, he ended up being nice, but but then he, at the very end, he was like, "Did I mention you're in grave danger?" Yeah, ha! Huh, you're in grave danger, and they all leave, and he's just like, "Hey, have fun! Yeah, don't die!" Yeah, it was kind of weird. We never <laughs> saw him again. Yeah, ne- yeah, never. And I mean, the last thing is because Fred was saying something to him in Spanish and. You know, again, he was just like, okay, yep, have a good day, night, whatever. And then uh, we kind of cut back to him, and he really translate what Fred really said. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was, he was very random. A lot of these characters were random. This movie was random. <laughs> so that's all the characters, unless I completely miss someone. No, 
I don't think so. Okay. That's all I had. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's all the characters. So, um, for the villain, so obviously we had the El Jupacabra. He was our main villain of this movie. I hate him. I don't like him. He just roars and he's, he's literally a 10 foot purple ape with green eyes. Best way I could describe him with claws. I mean, eventually he does kind of get a little more angry and starts throwing stuff and trying to grab people. But I just—he ripped off the top of a building and then he got trapped by yeah. lights, like the string lights. Yep. Got wound up in it and just like face planted and was like, "Well, I'm done." And you're like, you, you just ripped the <laughs> tower off of. A stone building and threw it at the crowd. How? But lights, oh no. <laughs> They're too strong. I'm weak. Yeah. <laughs> They're too bright. I can't handle it. And we had Senor Atreo, Atreo, whatever. Again, he was just like a two minute ghost that we saw who ended up being this skeleton behind the curtain who ended up being mr smiley who we had never met before no just saw a billboard for him yeah that was kind of weird and and then it goes on to like start explain the whole thing including the jupacabra and then this is where shaggy was like hey remember that a plot it's right outside there even though i never saw it and you're just like didn't he just didn't they just explain the jupacabra but like it still out there anyway ended up being charlene wowie who was well ended up being the museum guide who ended up being charlene and they were in cahoots so yeah which okay yeah like you you guys said she was engaged to louise yeah she when was... did she i mean because obviously she planned on just like disappearing type thing but like I mean, yes, she probably would have moved back to America. I just feel like if you're going to be with a guy like Mr. Smiley and open these theme parks and stuff, he's going to see you somewhere on TV, on a billboard, in an ad. Unless she was, again, continuously dressed up yeah. as like another person. Which that just would not be comfortable. No. Like, well, gold diggers, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> I did I had um, I have questions for this whole thing, but so yeah, their master criminal plan thing to scare everyone away to buy land. I didn't understand it. Yeah, they they explained it like they scare everyone away, so there's less tourists, so the businesses suffer and are forced to sell. That was their plan. Because he wanted to open a theme park here. Which is, yeah, that's weird, because, like, you want to scare them away so that the businesses are forced to sell and then somehow, like, make them not scared to come back for the theme. It was just weird. I feel like that's where the ghost came in that was like, oh, the Chupacabra is a curse on the land, so you have to sell the land to break the curse, and then the Chupacabra will go away. Mm, That was their great scheme. And you're like, that doesn't work that way. They tried. They did. They really did. And it failed miserably. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. I didn't like them. I didn't like them as monsters. I didn't like them as criminals. They seemed like very lackluster villains. Yeah. yeah. I, 
I do not want them to return. Luckily, they have not yet. Please. If they do, I don't think I'll be watching. I know. Oh, yeah, for reals. Watch. Of all the sequels they could do, watch them be like, Monster of Mexico 2. I'd be like, that one's canceled. If we do that, can we at least make the cartoons look like, you know, Mexicans? Yeah, yeah they were like, all like... Whiter than paper? And like, you can be Mexican and light-skinned, but like, at least show all the different types, not just... The yeah. one, it was just, yeah. Yeah, I literally felt like they just put a mustache on every guy. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> that was their way of making yeah, there was only There was only one cartoon character that actually looked as if they were from Mexico. And then it was like, oh, hey, we're just throwing him in as like, oh, you see him as you pan by. Yeah. And then everybody else was like, you know, myself over here, white Latina. <laughs> they were all just like albino Latinos. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all that was there. And you're like... No, like we're in Mexico. Like there should be more diversity than this. yeah. There should be way more diversity. <laughs> like all the American tourists should be the ones standing out. Yeah, but they keep saying there's like no tourists here. They're all scared. It's like um, okay, very. They shouldn't all look as white as they are. <laughs> very whitewashed. Just very, very, and like the fact that they're like in, like deep in Mexico, yeah. and it's like. And, like, I mean, okay, I get that, obviously, a lot of the locals probably speak both English and Spanish, mm-hmm. but, like, every single time, like, the first words out of their mouth were English. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. they probably would be speaking Spanish first. Because... Wouldn't, wouldn't you hear more, hola? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Instead of just, welcome, how you doing? Yeah, that was exactly the experience. Like, welcome, and then Daphne's like, oh, good, you speak English. I'm like, like, perfectly. Yeah. Uh-huh. There wasn't even, like, an accent yeah. to, like, hey... You know, Spanish is my first language. Now I'm learning English. There's going to be an accent there. Yeah. There wasn't. It was like perfect American English. Mm-hmm. And then every now and again, a word thrown in there with like a Spanish accent mm-hmm. to it. It was very much, yeah. It was cringy. Not a fan. Not a no, fan. No, this is a low point. Yeah, they could have done a lot more with it. They could have done so well. Because the whole myth of the chupacabra is really interesting. Yeah. So they could have they could have done a lot. Now, okay. So like I said, our next movie, it's not what we're watching next, but it's the Loch Ness Monster. That one does way better. That is a very praised Scooby-Doo movie. I won't say it's like one of my absolute favorites, but it's high up there. I'm like, how do you go from this? I mean, at least they approved and didn't go worse. That's true. You know? That is true. I And then there's one that's coming up shortly um, about uh, the abominable snowman. I want to look up the history on that before we jump into the movie to see kind of how they portray that compared to it. I don't This just has me questioning. Now every time we go into something that or really any Scooby-Doo, I want to do research and see, okay, is this monster a real legend or myth? And what's the history on it to see what Scooby-Doo does or doesn't do correctly? And, you know, you get that this is a cartoon. They want to make it kid-friendly. Yeah. So they're not going to go, like, way deep into, like, (laughs) all of the knowledge. But at least, like, skim the surface of the proper legend. (laughs) Yeah. Don't make up your own. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you're going to make up your own, 
don't base it off of, yeah. like, and name it really. after a real myth and legend. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, no, for the longest time, I thought the Jupacabra looked like this because of Scooby-Doo. And then once I learned it's not, I was like... Lies. Yeah, you lies. <laughs> Rage quit. I was like, what? It's not a purple ape? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really all I have for this movie. I do have some extra tidbits, though, I wrote down. So at one point, we see a theater, and it is playing The Legend of the Vampire. So it is playing our last chapter. Um, And then also on that same building, there are the same posters for the Vampire Rock Music Festival. I just think it's funny. I mean, I know it was just kind of a little cameo type of thing, but like putting it into Scooby-Doo's context, why are you promoting an Australian rock festival in Mexico? (laughs) You gonna fly out there? Well, wasn't like a movie? Like at the theaters? Yeah, but the the movie said Legend of the Vampire, but the poster said Rock Music Maybe it was Vampire a movie Rock about Music Festival. The music festival. I don't know. I yeah, it was I don't like know. A movie poster. Um, and then also like there during the whole animatronic montage that didn't make sense. Yeah, there was like this giant Aztec statue that hits its head and breaks. Um, eventually. We will have a episode where an Aztec... I think there's two. Maybe there's only one, but... Anyway, we'll have an episode with uh, an Aztec statue being, like, the main villain of the episode, so... That's cool. We'll see how they portray that. (laughs) But, yeah. That's all I had for this one. Yeah, that's about it. We... Same. Got through it. You know, overall, like... Two stars. Two out of five or two out of ten? Yeah. <laughs> two, two out of twenty, and that's being generous. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> but the the next thing we're going into is great. It's you it gets better. Seen. It gets better. This was like a it was like they were up here with Legend of the Vampire, at least for me, and then they were just like, Yum. so now they, they gotta work themselves back up. <laughs> They can't all be winners, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes you got your off days. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> off ideas. All right. Are you guys ready for our joke? I'm ready. Bring it on. So I did decided to do a Fred-centric joke since this seemed to be a Fred-centric movie. So this is out of Fred's favorites. So it says, teacher, like she's talking, it says, where is the Dead Sea? What do you think Fred's going to say? Where? So now this is Fred's answer to her. Fred, wow, I didn't even know it was sick. (laughs) Oh no, oh Fred. He tries so hard. (laughs) At least he cares. Yeah, true. You're sympathetic. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Next, we are going into our new series, our next series for Chapter 31. We will be jumping into the first episode of What's New, Scooby-Doo. I'm excited for this series. Again, this is the series that technically our age group grew up with. It's the one that was airing when we were growing up. So, like, this was the first Scooby-Doo series I remember, like, 
waking up to watch the new episode come out and whatever. And I, somewhere, I have VHS tapes somewhere of, like, recorded the premieres of these episodes. Need to transfer them to DVD just for memory's sake of being, hey, look at the commercials they had, you know, like, brand new episode of Scooby-Doo. But um, I really like this one. This series is very praised overall. The theme song is very well known. Um, I'm excited for Mariah to jump into this because I don't think she's seen... I think you've seen one episode, at least with me. Okay. And it was the yeah. Halloween one with the... Or did we watch that one? Maybe we didn't. I don't, I feel like I don't we did. remember until like, I actually see it. I'm so bad at like... I'll have to show you. Okay. I think we watched the Halloween episode with your mom. Um, but yeah. So I'm excited for you to see this series. Um, I know you've seen yeah, some of it. I've seen some of it. You know, growing up with it. Yeah. You see it on TV. You remember yeah. certain episodes. I'm pretty sure I've seen the whole series, like, yeah, not in order, over. but <laughs> over the years, I'm pretty yeah. sure I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. And what I can remember of it, real good. Mm-hmm. That, like you said, well-known theme song. That's the theme song that anyone brings up Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I'm like, hey, yeah. that's what automatically goes through my head is mm-hmm. this theme song. So I like it. I think it's one of the real good ones. It's... Um, going back and re-watching it recently, um, it's, it still holds up. Like, it is a good series. Like, it is not one that I would ever be like, oh, no, don't watch that. Like, if anybody needed Scooby-Doo, I'd totally be like, hey, what's new Scooby-Doo? I just, my thing now that I'm older, it is a very cookie-cutter Scooby-Doo. They never tried to do anything different. It was very follow the formula type of thing. The, what they were trying to do is bring Scooby-Doo into the 21st century, which it did. It did do that. It does what it needed to. Um, I just feel like there are other series throughout Scooby-Doo that try different stuff. But again, it doesn't make it bad. It's just uh, nothing really like shouts out as like a, oh my gosh, this series is so good because of this. It's just It's just a good series because it is just scooby-doo and that's what it is you know like it, it doesn't go down it doesn't go up i would say it's just it's scooby-doo in the 21st century and you know so bland but very highly regarded so i'm excited to jump into it so thank you everyone for listening once again if you are listening to this on apple Podcasts, it'd be very very appreciative if you left us a review on there that really helps us out so we can know what we're doing good what we're not you can also email us at sdlegendpodcast at gmail.com you can send us your thoughts on the timeline so far you can send us reviews through there you can just email us or you can find us on twitter and instagram at sdlegendpodcast you can chat with us there about the timeline and everything else Scooby-Doo. Really appreciate Angie joining us. Yeah. I need to get you and your mother back on here more. Yes. I need to get your freaking husband on here. Girl, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Love him. But... <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. he's He works more yes. than I do. So, 
you know. <laughs> he's he's being a good soul. He is. He's taking being he's being a good husband. Takes care of me. I appreciate it. Makes me food a lot. I love it. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's the cook in the relationship by far. That's oh I'm that's gonna him. show up then and be like, where's my food, dude? He he makes excellent food. Highly suggested. Okay. okay <laughs> I have to invite you over that. for like a whole dinner. We should do a double date. Yes. And him and I make food for you guys. <gasps> Idea. Cool okay. Yeah, we're like, we're good with that. We're good. Yeah. We can chill on the couch. Oh, yeah. Fun yeah. Over there cooking for us. That's great. I'm okay. okay. I'm going to text him now. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll catch you in the next one. Goodbye.